Hi, I'm Christy Chadwick, energy healing, yoga moving, death educating, essential oil using, mental wellness promoting, and self-awareness bringer. Allow me to explain. Since I was little, I would say to my family, I want to know everything about everything. Well, I may not know it all, and I may not have all the answers, but I sure do make an effort to gather experiences, tools, practices, and knowledge. And that's what this is all about. I'm here to share in my own voice about my experiences with healing arts, education, spirituality, and self-awareness. Welcome, e como mai, to the Inward Motion Podcast, the place where we focus on inner healing, inner growth, and inner knowing. Each episode covers a range of topics like mindfulness, mental health, essential oils, energy healing, and more. Speaking of essential oils, I am offering my free everyday healthy habit kit. It is the perfect way to see how essential oils can make your days healthier and happier. Visit the link in the show notes to receive yours in your inbox. Okay, here we go. On to the episode. Today's episode features Alexia Sitaris. She is a relationship magnetism mentor and a 500 hour internationally certified meditation instructor and an energy healer that uses energetic tantric meditation, ancestral archetype awareness, and astrology to heal subconscious blockages, contributing to patterns in relationships, anxiety, and financial abundance. She inspires you to embrace all your parts, to feel comfortable and confident in your own skin, to effortlessly attract secure and supportive partnerships and the magnetic life that you desire. So this episode was really fun. Uh, lots of good little nuggets in here and practices for going inward and feeling the body and embodying our stuff <laughs> and being able to clear it out and feel who we are authentically, truly, and be able to be that magnet for all the things that we want in life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Alexia. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Christy. It's so good to be here. Yeah. It's nice to talk with you. You know, we are in that program together for EFT certification and we've seen each other around, but this is like the opportunity to dive into our whole practice, like what we get to do for ourselves. So I'm excited to talk with you. Yes, I am too. I'm Yay. too. Well, to get to know the people behind who we are in the EFT exactly. realm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, just to start, what is it that you're focusing on in your life right now in your own, maybe personal life? And then I know you have some business stuff and you have this amazing, like all embodiment type practice that you do that I'm excited to get into, but like, what are you really focusing on right now? Yeah. In my 
Wow. In my personal life, it's funny because it's like, it all seems to be super intertwined. So because I work in relationships, I always tend to bring it back to relationships of, of any kind. Mm -hmm. So mine with myself, it's been a lot of like trusting and, um, that's come from like in my, in my own life, I'm launching more into a nomadic space. I've, I've always moved around a bit, but I've always had a home base. And so for the first time I'm projecting now, like into the next year to be in like, you know, only right now it's Denver, Colorado. So Denver till July and then Greece for two months. And then after that, back to Sedona, where I came from when I moved to Denver. And it's just, it's just funny because like, this is very much like what I've been working towards for years now. And now that it kind of is, is here, it's like, there's a part of me that's like, wait, is this real? Can we be safe in this? So there's been this like, okay, come back to trust, come back to trust. Like this isn't as crazy as you feel like it is. It's actually just been years in the making. So, and I just realized that that reflects in all of my relationships. So, but definitely with myself, it's been like, enjoy, slow down and trust. So mm-hmm. that's powerful. So this has been your vision for a long time to be this in a space where you can freely bounce, go around, travel, see new places, live in new spaces. And now that you're there, it's like the, uh, feelings that, and that come up around that, right? Like, Oh, is this really possible? Is this okay? Is it okay that I'm doing this? This is okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah, it's so, it's so funny. Cause I think sometimes when you envision these things in your life, you, you kind of envision all of your desires and there's this little thing in the back of your head. That's like, Oh, but that'll never happen. <laughs> you know, like, will it really be like that? And then there's also this part of you that's like, Oh, once I'm there, then everything's going to be perfect, you know? And, and then you realize that life is pretty much like, I don't want to say it always stays the same, but what does stay the same is that it's always changing and that there's always going to be an opportunity to bring more trust in. And I feel like in life to trust more deeply, you have to trust more deeply. (laughs) And so (laughs) you're given this opportunity. And so it's just funny because it's like, yeah, like life can serve you all these things. And it doesn't mean that like, oh, once I get there, then it's good. And I'm done. You know, it's like, oh, you'll get there and then you'll figure out what your next opportunity for growth is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a a continuation of the deeper work and the deeper healing that we come up against as we grow. So great point. And you're in it and you're experiencing it and you're doing it and you look great. Um, and you, I wanted to point out too, you're in Denver, Colorado, where I grew up just two hours North of there in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So I have lots of experience in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. How long are you there for? I'm there. I got there about a month ago. Um, well, it's funny. I'm visiting my family right now in Houston, Texas. So I'm not even in Colorado right now, but, um, (laughs) but, um, I'll be back in like a week, but anyway, um, yes, I'm in Gen- I got there about a month ago and then, um, I'll be there till like end of July. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just, it was funny. It was, it was a divine calling to even go there. I was living in Arizona prior to that. And I love, 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 love Arizona. 
And I feel like that's home for me, like as far as like where my soul wants to be. But um, again, even going to Denver was like this, it was presented to me in a very funny way, like just very synchronistic and funny that I, I was very confused, like, why is this coming up? I feel comfortable in Arizona, like whatever. And so anyway, something told me to go. And it's funny because I've just, I've experienced even more growth being in Denver. And so, yeah, so I'll be there for probably about like, what is that? Three months? Yeah. At the end of July, I think that'll be three months. Yep. Yep. Cause we're recording this at the mid May. So yeah, just about there. Right. <laughs> huh. So this kind of brings me to my next question of, as you have manifested and brought this into your life and realized you're living it now, what kind of, what brought you to this point? Like, what was your point where you felt the shift of going from where you had been to where you are now of, of living in a, in a way that you had sought after? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It sounds cliche because this is literally my business, but embodiment, like that was the thing that started, like I would become more aware and I would still do amazing things. And I, I've always traveled and, um, I would go abroad and like teach yoga for a bit. And I would do things and I would study like in Thailand or all these things. And I would, I would live like a very, I loved my life fine prior, but when I really started feeling like, Oh, okay, now I'm stepping into like my purpose into what I'm actually supposed to be doing. It was after I started practicing embodiment and clearing the subconscious channels in my body. So it was, it was interesting um, because I felt like for the longest time I knew exactly what I needed to do, but it was like the logistics or the steps or whatever were overwhelming me to get there. Or even if like, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know exactly how to get there. Um, like, so anyway, it was just interesting because I was studying more, um, in Thailand in the end of 2019. And I learned about how to tap into the subconscious energy. And I learned about how to decipher different family archetypes. And anyway, this is what I help people do now, but really, 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 I, I was able to tune more into myself, which I know you're all about too, is like going inward and it was like, I had been going inward, but there was like a piece that I knew I was, I was not hitting and I just didn't know what it was. And it was presenting in a million different ways, like the amount of money I was making, how satisfied I was in my job situation at the time. Um, definitely my romantic relationships. And then also in chronic illnesses that no doctors could explain or figure out for years. And so I knew in my mind, I was like, okay, I know this is energy, but how do I access it? What do I do? There's only so much like, you know, okay, I'm trying to open my throat chakra. Okay. I'm going to wear all the blue, but like, how do I actually get <laughs> to that point? How do I actually clear that energy? Um, like I know it's there, but how do I do it? So that's kind of, once I figured out the how, and then the, and then having patience, even after I learned, like learned the how it was like, it took me so much longer than I thought it would, but, um, just like being really patient and just like, again, just like constantly tuning inward and constantly being like, okay, how is, how is this a reflection of me? Like what, what can I do to better understand myself? And 
then that's when it like things just started blossoming when it was like, okay, I have full power over how I decide to, to process whatever's happening. Like I have the power to really use it for my betterment every single time. Um, and then how to actually process those emotions through my body. And then it just, it, it felt like it was overnight, but it so wasn't, but <laughs> it's like, once you realize it's like done, it's, it's yeah. Like the momentum's going and then you're like, Oh, Oh, it's been because I've been doing this for, you know, however long. So. Yeah. So are you meaning like changing old patterns, like the way of doing things, you felt like there was something stuck and you didn't know how to get to it. You knew something was there. You kind of knew what it was, but then it was like wanting it to shift and maybe even shifting faster than it was. And then the how came up and what is, what is the how exactly that you're meaning? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, so basically it's based in tantric meditation and that's an interesting topic to bring up too, because I think sometimes people hear tantric and they think all sexual things, um, just because the, the West has, totally westernized it and and it's it is a very interesting topic um when you're dealing with it on a sexual level but it's so much more it's really just relational so with tantric meditation it was like dynamic tantric meditation and um what you really do it's a series of breathing techniques um free movement free expression and it's actually using your body to move through these blockages. So the five phases that I usually go through are um, Kapalabhati breath or breath of fire, um, which a lot of yogis might, you know, might be familiar with. Um, And so what that does is it brings up the subconscious emotion. So subconscious lives in, and if I'm mansplaining you, I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to mansplain you. All good. This is very fascinating. And I think worthwhile to touch in. So this is good. (laughs) And like for the sake of the listeners. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a good conversation to have for sure. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, yeah, the Kapalabhati breath or the breath of fire, it's, um, it's diaphragmatic breathing basically. So you're, you're, passively inhaling and actively exhaling. So when you're breathing into the belly, you're just going to exhale strongly, like, and so you're going to inhale in between, but what you're basically doing is you're working up all this stuff deep within your belly and you're bringing it up. So the subconscious lives from your sternum down, at least according to the seven main spinal chakras or energy centers. And so what we're trying to do is move it up to the conscious space, uh, which is the, like the chest up. So starting with the heart. And that's why we feel things like anxiety or heartbreak or whatever. Like it's all in the heart because everything in the subconscious is cooking up all the stuff that we eventually end up feeling in our heart. And then it travels up from there up until the top of the head. Um, so what we do is we breathe to bring that up. And then we have the second phase, which is what we call angering, or it could be like free expression. So after you're breathing like that, each phase, if you were to do a full practice, it would be like 10 minutes of that breathing, but you can definitely do mini sessions because <laughs> um, not everybody has like an hour to devote to this every single day. But um, so then you do angering free expression. So this is like, once you've 
brought all this stuff up, you just let your body express whatever happens, whatever comes up. If you want to flail your arms, if you want to be crazy, whatever, let it out. And I do this all to music too. So I just kind of like, yeah, finding the specific music that helps your body vibe to this. But um, after that, we have what we call like, what I call the energy dump. So that's when you're like jumping and your arms are up and you're like emphasizing on the downbeat. So you want to envision like dumping the energy out through the groin. So like all this energy that you've stirred up and you brought up, you're just dumping the excess out and you're letting it just release through the bottom of your spine. And then um, after that, you sit in complete stillness. So I usually have like a silent track for like five, 10 minutes. And you just, you're just there. You're like in your clean energy. You're just like observing, you're feeling it. After that, the music comes back on and we go back into free expression to move the rest of the uh, whatever's there, just move it around, feeling the clean energy moving through it. And then after that, just kind of do some breathing, coming back, usually like some frequency, just centering back and then re-entering the world. <laughs> but you're re-entering as a completely different person <laughs> because, and it seems crazy because when I learned it, I was like, I was like, what even the, the man that taught us this, he was like this, this German man who was like 70 years old with no wrinkles. I was like, he was dressed in all white linen, like just, I could just tell he was magical when he walked in. But anyway, when he like told us what we were going to do when he started teaching us, like there was like a week long immersion when I learned it and he was teaching us. And I was like, what? What the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> and so, but anyway, all that to say, after I practiced it, I was like, oh my God, this is legit. And then after just a few days, like important to note that I was in Thailand doing a full immersion something. So like after a few days, my voice sounded different. My digestion started changing. So it doesn't always happen after a few days when you, when you practice this, like in your normal life, but it, it does, you feel the change pretty immediately. Even if you don't see all these tangible things right away, you like, you feel like you're like, oh, okay, we just moved something, like something just came up or something left me or whatever it is. And um, it's pretty much my go-to for like everything. Wow. <laughs> so I always love to tap in. Anyway. Yeah. And this is something you lead. Like, do you guide this with, with um, clients and in groups or individually, or how does that work for you? Yeah, I do. I do a little bit of both. Um, I definitely do some one-on-one -on -one work. So whoever, like when people work with me one-on-one, -on -one, I do that, like, this is, always going to be part of their work. Um, but I do, I am opening a new like group program. And, um, I also have an online course, which kind of leads people through this, uh, practice. And so the group program is based on the online course. And what I wanted was just for people that wanted a little bit more community, um, a little bit more accountability to be able to follow the course, to have the curriculum there, but also have some personalized elements to be able to meet like-minded people. And when we practice this embodiment in a group space, it just, the, the energy is just that much more am amplified, which yeah. is really cool to feel too. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. Um, so how often, so you said that when you were doing this, it was an immersion, like you were, you were in Thailand doing a lot of clearing work, a lot of inner healing work. And now you take this out into the world and you're, you're practicing this. If we are to practice it in our daily lives, how often do we do this? Do we have to do it every day to really 
is it cumulative or is it one time, one week? It's good. We can check back in later kind of thing. Yeah, that's a great question because um, as much as like, I would love to be like, yes, everybody should be doing this for an hour every day. Like that's also not always realistic. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say I try to do the, the longer practice at least once a week. Cause I know like people get busy. So I like to do like an hour once a week to really tune into myself, but you really don't always need the hour. Like even just taking like 15 minutes to go, you know, at least go through the parts of like, I always incorporate the breathing. I always incorporate like the free expression or the angering. Um, and those are the two things that I, uh, that I never don't do. Um, usually if I'm like condensing it to 15 minutes, it'll be the Kapalabhati breath, um, shaking it out a little bit, energy dump, and then maybe like a little bit of vibing free expression to like a fun song. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually like, I would say 10, 15 minutes is great to do every day, but at the very least, because I know that sometimes that can be overwhelming, especially if someone is listening to this and they aren't in a position to like be guided by someone who knows the practice, the most helpful thing. And what most people don't realize, like you're going through your day, just really thinking so, so much. So I always say like, if nothing else, just either when you wake up in the morning or sometime throughout the day, put on a song that you love and just close your eyes and let your body move to whatever it is. Like we're relying so much on our thoughts sometimes, especially even like when you're out dancing in a group of people, like you might be thinking like, Oh, who's watching me or whatever. Like, what should I, am I look, am I looking okay? Whatever. So this is your opportunity, like to let your body guide you and just let yourself move from, oh, what's speaking to me today? Oh, do I feel like my heart needs to be opened? Okay, so let me flail my arms and like do all the things that I want to do to open my heart. Like just yeah. letting your body take take over. Yeah, not worrying what you look like, not worrying who is going to perceive you in any way and definitely doing it in a safe space, right? Like having your own room or wherever just to like let yourself be expressed and let everything go and drop into the body. Yeah. 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 I've been practicing that a lot more in the last few weeks and almost daily, I will put on songs several times a day and just like move around. And I, it's amazing the shift that I've experienced of feeling sort of low energy to then clear and open and like revived. And like, I can sense a difference in the way I look and the way that I feel. And I'm just like, okay. I got this. This is what I needed. Just some movement. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And it's like such a, like when you move the energy, the easiest way to move the energy is just to move your vessel that holds all of the energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And and of course your energy goes beyond this vessel, but it's like your vessel is kind of like the anchor to it. So the best way to like get into that really like magnetic, energetic, more like vibrant state is to just to move through the body, you know, and just let it, let it be. So it's a hundred percent like you're, you're on the right track, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. So good. And I love the breath of fire. I, I, um, when I would teach it in yoga, I would talk about it as it's the panting of a dog and then close your mouth and breathe just like that through your nose. Um, 
but it's, it's amazing how it clears the brain of thinking all these monkey mind thoughts and just like really going down. And I loved how you described it as the subconscious and then opening up to bring it into conscious awareness so that we can look at it because there's so much power in that. Right. Huge. Yeah. Yes. Right. And it's like, we think sometimes like people are like, well, I just can't get my brain to stop thinking. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's not supposed to not think. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's okay to think. Thinking. Yes. Right. Exactly. I'm like, you never go to sleep and you're like, all right, kidneys, you better go to sleep too. Like it's, <laughs> you don't do that. So it's like, you know, it's like the only way to quiet the mind more, not, not the only way, but you know, the more that you think about how you can't do it, of course, like it's going to create more of a struggle. So you know, I, I really like this method too, because people that say they can't meditate really resonate with this because it's not them needing to sit still. It's not them needing to stop or whatever. It's just that they're going to change the focus into the body and naturally their mind kind of comes more into equilibrium with their intuition, with whatever their body's telling them and, um, just better communion with themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the time and feeling like we could keep going forever. Um, but kind of to wrap this up, uh, around the different modalities that you use and you've experienced the shift with, um, really that dynamic tantric meditation, um, embodiment, and of course now tapping, um, you've also something you mentioned about was, uh, astrology and energy cleansing. Is that something that you use separately or is it all encompassing? You kind of like put it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all, it's, yeah, it's all basically put together. Um, the way that I work with people, especially on a one-on-one level. Um, but now that I'm moving into groups, we still incorporate a lot of astrology, um, family archetypes get kind of funny, but working one-to-one, usually I will incorporate astrology and family archetypes so that people can understand what they're attracting. So that's whether that's in their romantic relationships, relationships with work, whatever that is, um, you have this conscious awareness. So for me, it's all about combining feminine and masculine because this, all the EFT, the tantric meditation, things like that, EFT is kind of that beautiful blend between that conscious awareness and then actually clearing it. But, um, Basically, the goal is to bring divine masculine. So astrology, family archetypes, that helps with conscious awareness. So then we bring it into the actual cleansing, tantric meditation, embodiment, all the different things. There's a lot of different methods that we use to actually clear that energy. So the basis of all the work, the most important thing is going to be the embodiment. But the reason why I try to bring in more um, modalities around conscious awareness is because we can clear the energy all day, but if you're still bringing the same, the same level of consciousness, you know, you clear the energy and then you repattern it, you know, without realizing, oh, maybe this specific pattern that I have, that's no longer serving me. Maybe I don't realize how it's contributing to keeping me stuck, you know, wherever it is. So the embodiment is going to be the most important, but you know, we, we marry the conscious and the subconscious awareness. So that's kind of my method. And I try to bring that into my group programs as well. And the online course so that people have the tools to clear it all at the, at the very most, but then they also have tools to learn more about like, Oh, this is why I'm attracting what I'm attracting, or maybe this is a new way that I can think of it. Or maybe, 
because I have this challenge in my life, I don't have to feed into it in the same way, you know, like just helping people understand how they're supposed to expand and what's going to serve them best while they also clear the channels. So it's really just absolute magnetism. So absolute polarity between, you know, the feminine, and the masculine, the shadow and the bright aspect of yourself, like a magnet is both positive and negative and that's how it attracts. So it's all about magnetizing the most aligned things based on everything that you're already working with, accepting the shadow and just bringing equilibrium to everything that you're doing and speaking and being. Mm, awesome. I love that word magnetism, absolute magnetism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up. I, I want to ask one more question before you share your details. Um, what one thing do you practice on the daily to really go inward for yourself? Hmm. I'm sure there's several, but maybe there's something that, (laughs) (laughs) that you love, or is it in the moment or yeah. Genuinely two things come to mind, but really what it is, is like making like everything a meditation. So whether that's like, okay, when I'm, I was thinking about it this morning, like washing my face and I was like, oh, this is like, you know, when you think of the five love languages, physical touch, like, oh, let me touch myself in a loving way. As I wash my face, like, oh, let me drink my morning cacao and like, really like just taking all the things that you're already doing and making them either like a really sacred experience or bringing enjoyment to it in some way, taking the mundane and making it something that gets to be magical in your daily life. Um, that, and then going outside, I just, I I have to be outside for my daily happiness. So I always try to like do something to ground, which is whether that's just stepping outside or going for a walk or whatever it is, but just like, yeah, taking all the daily things and infusing your own magic into it and realizing that these things are, are really, it's all those little things that get to build up to your truest enjoyment, you know? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. So where can everybody find you? Where are you on the social and also your website and everything? The interwebs. Yes. (laughs) So um, I'm most active on Instagram and TikTok. It's the same uh, thing. Just Alexia Sataris, Alexia Sataris, however you say it. And um, then (laughs) and then I also have a free healing community on Facebook and I'm sure you'll link that. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't actually, uh, yeah, you, yeah. I'll link all of this in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And your website is not yes. your name or is it? It's not, it's actually unmapped.me. And that's, uh, yeah, that's my website. That's where you can find information on upcoming retreats and then, um, how to work with me on a one-on-one basis or in the group program. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.